0: It's a little known fact that Cheerscast is a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network.
1: Diane, I have been chosen to be this year's visiting scholar at the University of Bologna.
2: Oh, Fraser, that's <laughs> wonderful! The university of Bologna? I can't believe they need a university for a thing like that. <laughs> I know it's a complicated meet, but. Uh, coach? <laughs> coach. The University of Bologna is the oldest university in the world. It has what is arguably the finest school of psychology in Europe.
0: Now, inarguably the finest.
2: Uh-huh. Who's the dean? Oscar Meyer? Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello, and welcome back to CheersCast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. I'm Ryan Daly, and joining me once again from the SNL Nerds podcast is John Trumbull. Welcome back, John.
0: Thanks for having me, Ryan, and and thanks for keeping my tab open.
1: (laughs) Absolutely no problem, no problem at all. Um, Haven't heard from you uh, since the beginning of this season, which feels like 17 years ago at this point
0: it really does it's (laughs) i mean i i I spent i spent the last week or two just kind of catching up on all the episodes that you've done in the third season and it's it's so much fun to recall my memories of the show
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um folks john is back for a pretty important episode uh, for us, so so we'll dive in there. This is Season 3, Episode 22, which, despite that numbering, this is not the season finale, because at this point, Cheers was had gained popularity, so the seasons are going to be a little bit longer. Um, but this is Season 3, Episode 22, Cheerio, Cheers, written by Sam Simon, directed by Jim Burroughs. The original air date was Thursday, April 11th, 1985. Frasier tells Diane that he has been awarded the position of visiting scholar at the University of Bologna and asks her to go to Europe with him for six months. Her reaction is much less enthusiastic than Frasier would have liked, and she deflects her hesitation with concern for Sam's sobriety. After they give Sam the news, Frasier confides in him privately that he suspects Diane is still in love with him. Sam convinces Frazier that Diane's reluctance is just her inability to do anything spontaneous, and he gives the couple his blessing to run off to Europe together. They then share the news of Diane's planned exodus with the rest of the bar, which ends Carla's temporary crisis of faith. Two weeks later, the bar throws a bon voyage party for Diane. Everyone takes turns saying goodbye to Diane. First, Norman Cliff give her a kiss. Of sorts. carla tells diane how to ask for peroxide to dye her hair in italian and coach thanks diane once more for coming back and saving sam from the bottle she asks coach to watch over sam in her absence when sam and diane are finally alone he apologizes for all of the past times that he mistreated her and hopes that they can still be friends and as friends, they share a goodbye hug that neither wants to end. Before long, they're kissing and heading toward the door and Sam's bedroom beyond. When Diane stops, just to get her purse, Sam explodes in rejuvenated frustration, claiming that she's incapable of doing anything spontaneously. Upon witnessing how quickly they fell back into past behaviors of passion and acrimony, Diane chastises herself for a moment of weakness and Leaves. The next day, Diane calls Sam from her hotel room in London. While Frazier's in the shower, she apologizes for yet again leaving him after a fight and hopes their friendship isn't ruined. Sam tells her they were never really friends. If they can't be lovers, there's really nothing between them. All right, John. What did you think of Cheerio Cheers? Uh,
0: this this episode. This is something else. I mean, it's uh, Cheers is a fun show to watch. Under any circumstances, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. but it's really fun to watch on those episodes where the status quo of the series changes, and and this this one really shakes up the status quo of the show, and mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, it feels like it's a season finale.
1: Yes, <laughs> I, I had the same thought in my notes. Like there were a few times, a few things about it definitely felt. I, I think in part it like the the specter of the season two finale looms very large over this yes um like even without direct callbacks what you feel it when they're alone again for the first time and you think like i was like the last time i
0: I was gonna ask you about that is this the first time that sam and diane have been alone together in the bar since the season two finale
1: ah that's a good question but it's definitely possible I mean they, they've they maybe had scenes in the office you know like when they're you know like talking about Frasier or something like that you know like they've had like you know like pulled aside like moments you know talking about, like during like the snipe hunt I know they had like scenes like that and everything but right, when right. it's after hours when everybody else has left when it's just the two of them alone in the room I, this might be the first time because Sam says we haven't been alone like this for a while yeah Um and and yeah, you're instantly thought. I mean, the the stakes, the situation. I mean, it's it's. I mean, the, the, they they were slapping each other the last time we saw them like this, and
0: grabbing each other by the nose.
1: Yes, yeah, and pulling each other to the floor, and and that was such a brutal breakup. That Sam started drink again, and she went to whatever euphemism Carla wants to think of this this week for for the uh, mental institution. Yeah, just thinking about that, there is an emotional charge to this one that makes this feel really important. Um, and yeah, it, it makes it feel like... an And I, and I felt like even... Uh, we're, we're jumping towards the end, but like when she walks up the stairs and leaves the bar, mm-hmm. I thought that could be the end of the season. That could be the end of the show. Um, yeah, and it, then... it so feels
0: like an actual goodbye episode. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was watching the series for the first time... And I like maybe knew that Shelly Long left at one point. I could totally see this being Shelly Long's goodbye episode. Because yeah. it feels like a goodbye episode. Yeah, It feels like they're writing her out of the
1: show. Yeah. And like the fact that they actually, they give it this extra oomph where she calls him the next day, like from there. And she's like, that, that was a really bad ending. I don't want that to be the end of it. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, who are, who are we kidding? It's like what? Like I, I don't think he expects her to ever come back.
0: Yeah, like, no, no. I mean, they say that several times in the episode. Mm-hmm. They were like, "We might not see each other ever again." Mm-hmm. She and Fraser are going off to Europe for six months, and who knows what is going to happen? Anything can happen in six months. They could decide to get married while they're there. They could mm-hmm. s- decide to stay in Europe. They could decide to settle in some other city. They could break up, and then she never comes back to Boston. I mean, there's a the possibilities are endless.
1: Right, and regardless, like of any of those things, I mean, her her situation has changed. Diane is an educated woman from a wealthy background. It's like, how long did Sam think she was going to stay as a bar as a waitress in this bar? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that. Like at no point should that be her part of her career path. So <laughs> true, um, true, The other part about this that as the cast shakeup, which is not built into the episode, but we can't not address this, is this was the last episode that Nikki Calasanto filmed. And we will see, because they used footage from a different scene and made it the teaser for the season finale, we will see him one more time in this season. But I always think of this as his last episode.
0: Right, and um, I read that when I was researching Calisanto passed away just two days after this episode aired, right?
1: That's what I saw on IMDb Trivia, but that also contradicts something else that I read, and I can't remember where I heard this. I had heard from a different source that he was he was hospitalized around the time that they went on like their Christmas break, their hiatus, while they were filming right. or something like that, that he was hospitalized in that and the doctor said he couldn't go back to work. So he and but and then, like, within maybe weeks of that, he had died. Um, so I, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard from basically two different sources. Yeah, he, One he, was he that, must
0: have been released from the hospital, though, because I read that he he passed away of a heart attack, but he passed away at home, so right,
1: right. Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly, like, what, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I would, yeah, I would need to double-check that, but one way or another, yeah, this was the last one that they filmed, and because, uh, I mean, we've seen this because he's been missing in action, because of Shelley Long's pregnancy, they switched the order of what they were filming and what they were airing at the time, because they mm-hmm. knew they want, I, I mean, they must have crafted this thing that they were, they were going to have to take her off the table, um, because they wanted to hide the pregnancy, so they, uh, wrote this episode where she was going to be leaving, um, but then, then, once he dies, I think they scrambled to rewrite a lot of those episodes because they needed, I mean, they, they couldn't be short two of their six cast members, At the same time, so I think, I think a lot of the previous episodes that we've watched before this, where they're making excuses for why Coach isn't there, I think some of those were rewritten at the last moment to include her sitting at the bar in the background reading her book, where you don't notice her her growing baby bump.
0: I Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. that's the situation. Yeah, I. It's really interesting. They they must have planned a lot of this season in advance, because I read on uh, Ken Levine's uh, blog that they, they planned out the Europe storyline and they filmed in the episodes that we're going to see in the next few weeks, they filmed uh, several scenes with Diane and Frazier, like gallivanting around Europe. But sometimes they would take a scene that was in one episode and put it in another. And Ken Levine actually talked about, I was watching an episode written by Sam uh, Simon who wrote this week's episode. And then suddenly it cuts to a scene that my partner, uh, David Isaacs and I wrote, <laughs> which was just a surreal thing. And he was like, you know, and that they had, they probably had somebody else's scene in our episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I Those
0: were... scenes you could easily shift around. Cause I guess it didn't matter as much continuity wise, as long as Diane and Frazier were in Europe at that point. And they, they apparently shot a lot of those scenes in advance before, uh Shelley Long started showing as much so
1: mm-hmm. yeah let's actually let's go through this episode sort of uh from the beginning uh with when we start off with our teaser carla is having this crisis of faith because of her situation she is an unmarried mother of five pregnant with her sixth child uh she says she is poor she is miserable um and she she asks if if a just god would put her through this essentially um, and Cliff, you know, trying to, you know, put, put things in perspective and give her peace, tells her to remember the story of Job. Mm-hmm. And Coach, God bless his heart, says, he's like that's a good point. That's a good point, Carla. You, you got a wonderful Job here. <laughs> and, you know, mispronouncing job on purpose. And, and then he talks about it. And when Carla walks out of the thing, he has to correct Cliff on his pronunciation. He's like, I didn't want to embarrass you in front of Carla, but it's pronounced job. Right. I, I
0: love that gag. That's, that's probably in one of my top ten cheers gags. And when we came to it in this, I was like, oh, it's in this episode. I love that. <laughs> it um, is so good. Because I was remembering it without any context.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love it just because it shows how wonderfully guileless uh, Coach is.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean,
0: I- he d- he's just like, oh, Cliffy mispronounced the word job. I'll just go with his, his pronunciation and discreetly correct him later. <laughs> And you know, Coach thinks he's doing Cliffy a favor. And yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah, and oh man, it's just Coach has so many just and, and like and a few of them in rapid succession too, but in the in the first part of this episode he's so good and it makes me think Blessed that this is his really his last episode for me, but also how much we've been missing him because he's been absent like the last four episodes before this. Mm-hmm. Um, so because then when Fraser shows up and he tells Diane and he, he's got like this big news, and of course everybody's like, "Hey, big news!" It's like, "Did you win a Pulitzer? Did you win the Nobel?" It's like, "What other kind?" Like he's like, "No, no," and he says he he tells him he's been invited to be the the a professor at the University of Bologna, and. <laughs> How does Coach say? He's like, Coach is shocked that they would need a whole college for that. Right. He's like, I know it's a complicated meet, but.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things where it, you know they chose it just for the funny name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were like, "What's the funniest university?" Oh, the University of Bologna.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, when he coach asked, he's like, "Who's the dean?" Oscar Meyer, and then he gives that laugh, that forced right. laugh, and he just he just cracked himself up.
0: Right. So, right.
1: Um. So after they they tell they tell Sam. Um. Which first of all, when Sam shows up, he has a visual gag that I'm gonna save for one of my home runs. Oh, okay. Yeah. But a- After they tell him, and he's like, you know, he's like, that's fine. And and uh, Fraser makes this big show. He's like, Diane. He's obviously repressing. Come on, Sam. Let's go into the office and tell. And that's when Fraser confides that. You know, he he told Diane and she didn't give him the response that he wanted. He doesn't think she's she's loving – or she's in love. And this is, a, this is wonderful by this point in their relationship where Sam has to be the voice of reason and has to calm Frasier down. Mm-hmm. Um, that, mm-hmm. they, that they've come to this part in their friendship just over the course of the season. I love this. Because Sam puts it in perspective for him that she has to overanalyze everything. She can't be spontaneous. Uh, yes. Yeah. And that, and that comes back later in the episode. Yeah, it does. Um, it does. That, that
0: really is some nice subtle foreshadowing that yeah, I didn't I really realize it. until you phrased it that way.
1: Yeah. But, I never, and I never thought about it until I was rewatching it. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's, that's good that Sam is really so hyper aware of that part of Diane's personality that it will yeah. come back to bite him later on.
0: Yeah. I mean, Sam has really got Diane's number at this point and, oh, Kelsey Grammer is just so good. I love it. Like as soon as he he walks in the office, Frazier just turns on a dime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he goes from reassuring psychiatrist to, "Oh well, Sam, what's going on? She doesn't. She doesn't seem <laughs> excited about this trip." And I I also really like the friendship that's developed between Sam and Frazier at this point. I mean, it's uh, they're an odd pair to have a friendship, but it, but it really is another case of opposites attract. They really click together.
1: Yeah, yeah, and for, they, they sh- there should be no reason for them to like each other, because you know, they're, you know, it's, it's it's, this is his ex-lover, like, maybe the love of his life is now with this man, and, but they just, right. yeah, he, he's able to accept him, and just see, like, yeah. And
0: and um. and, Fr- and Frazier has no real reason to like Sam, because he knows that Diane's relationship with Sam was what drove Diane. It was to so destructive in the first place. Yes, yeah. but they are perfectly civil to each other. They ha- they have no real animosity towards each other, and I really like that. That's so refreshing. It would be so easy for them to just fall into Sam and Fraser sniping at each other.
1: Right. Yeah. By all accounts, it should be Sam and Sumner, like that type of relationship.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: but yeah, they they you know they, they did not go that way, and it's it's great that they they took the creators took this chance with Frazier. Yeah, um,
0: it's so much more interesting that they are friendly with each other and that they can have a civil discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, it it makes that that whole triangle so much more intriguing. Yeah.
1: Frazier's like you know, when they're they're talking about uh Diane and how neurotic and, and obsessive she can be, and Fraser's like, you know, let's be honest, she does know how to show a guy a good time. And Sam goes, Yeah, you're right. I remember we'd be out and she'd point at people and say, See Sam, those guys are having a good time <laughs> Right. <laughs> um and then once Diane comes in and everything, and, you know, she, she's like, you know, I, I'm i sorry, Frazier, I didn't give you the answer, but I am really, really excited to, to do this, and she's all for it. And Frazier goes, yeah, Sam said you'd come around. And yeah. she does not like that. <laughs> she, the,
0: she, the look on Diane's face when she hears that, um, and then also the look on Sam's face, uh, where and where he just says lucky guess. Yeah, yeah. And and Ted Danson just almost throws that away and it really made me flash back to The Pilot for a minute because I think Sam says lucky guess in The Pilot too after he oh, calls it that Sumner is going to leave Diane at the bar.
1: Yeah, bartender's intuition, but it's the same yeah. bas- it's the it's the, the same note, yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 it is. It is the same. I mean, it really made me fly back to the pilot. Cause yeah, you're worried.
1: right. Because it's the same type of thing. He's like I, I'm a better reader of people than you think. Than you give me credit for, and right. I know exactly who you are and what you're doing here. Yeah, yeah. You're right.
0: cause, I mean, because Sam is a character who goes with his gut mm. on almost everything, even probably when he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And and Diane and Fraser to a, probably a lesser degree, they're characters who overthink things to death. So to see them butt up against each other it's it's really something else
1: Mm -hmm. yeah but eventually you know she so she's yeah she's not happy that he that he so is so knowledgeable that he well as we said that he has her number she doesn't like that and she gets defensive about it but he he kind of soothes her to just the way he did with fraser and he gives them her blessing he's like i i want the best for you guys go with go with luck um and he and he mentions this thing as they're leaving he's like, just because we didn't travel well together. And mm-hmm. she goes, When did we ever travel? And he said, Are you kidding? We went through hell together.
0: That I mean, that's a great line and you you've talked about this in, in previous episodes. It it is a fun state of uh, Sam and Diane's relationship at this point in this in the series because they're they're kind of amicable exes mm-hmm. and they can kind of jab at each other like that. And it doesn't have as much venom as a lot of their their usual jabs.
1: Mm-hmm. And then that's actually where we get the commercial break mm-hmm. but once they come back, we basically get the the following scene, but only for like thirty seconds to a minute or something like that because they they come out of the office and they make the announcement, you know you know Sam tells everybody that Fraser's going away to Europe, Diane's going with. We might never see them again, but like they're, they're going to be gone. And that's when like Carla, who just last time we saw her, she was talking about this crisis of faith. It's over. She now believes in miracles, and she gets down on her knees, and she starts singing the, the choir song, I Believe. Mm-hmm. And from there, we transition to it's now like two weeks later. I was like, it it, it almost feels like this episode needed all 30 minutes you know like if, if this needed to be a special episode aired without commercials because exactly. it just needed like a couple of extra minutes to sort of fortify these scenes
0: yeah that that scene with Carla it seemed uh so and not that it's not a good scene but it seems so inconsequential and it doesn't really move the plot forward right. I'm thinking, that had to be a cut in syndication I mean because that's a that's the easiest way to like gain a minute or 30 seconds. From this episode. Probably, if, yeah. yeah. Could, I mean it's it's a it's a perfectly fine scene, but you could cut out that scene with Carla and you would never miss it. Right, you
1: right. You'd never and, know
0: that something was gone.
1: Yeah. I do like when it pays off like at the very end of the episode when she's talking to Sam and she mentioned that she mentioned it to her priest and he wouldn't consider it that it was a genuine miracle. He wouldn't right. even take it to the bishop. I like that when she mentions it. So when we come back now, it's two weeks later. Everybody, they're throwing this going away party for, for Diane, this bon voyage. Coach has this beautiful speech to Sam about how mm-hmm. he always imagined that Sam and Diane would end up together, that they would find this house in the country, that they would have kids and they would have a uh, little room in the back for coach. Like he would be, like he's their father or father-in-law or something. Right. Right. There. Yeah. Um, and so she would, uh,
0: naturally assumes he's going to live out his retirement with Sam and Diane. He's and part, of,
1: he's part of the family just like, it's, the,
0: and it's so sweet.
1: It is. It's, and like they, she would cook, dinner and they would sit on the porch and listen to the ball game on the radio. It's this, um, it, it's, you can like, you, it's, it's very picturesque. You can, you can imagine it. It's they're very old timey thing. It's, it's such a romantic and beautiful vision that coach is looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Sam kind of throws it. He's like, yeah, I guess that's going to be Frazier and Diane's house now or home. <laughs> it's, coach bless him. God, he's just like, well, you can visit anytime you want. Sam. Right.
0: <laughs> right. And and it's just it, it's got that undercurrent of sadness too because like in the universe of the show you know Diana's leaving but outside the show you know this this is one of the last scenes that Nicholas Colasanto got to play mm-hmm. and you know that he's not going to live out that that fantasy and yeah it's just such a shame
1: yeah and when he go when he goes to her at the end when he's saying goodbye and he thanks her for coming back again um, to to sort of saying. And she asks him if she thinks you know Sam will be all right, and he's like, "I hope so." And and she says, "Do me a favor, go to him." Or, or yeah, she's like, "Go stand go, by him." Yeah, stand by him. And stand of by him. Coach starts to walk over there. She's like, "No, no, no, come back, come back." Come back. She's like, "Yeah." And yeah. I'll, I'm I'm
0: gonna jump ahead because that gag that was absolutely my home run of the episode. Yeah, it
1: was, it was I, so, I think
0: it, it's because like you, if you saw that gag in most other shows you would ha- you would see the actor try to milk it mm-hmm. and like like sit there and think about it for a minute before they go over but no- but coach just immediately starts walking towards Sam with no hesitation <laughs> and it's all the funnier because of it and and Diane has to go no no coach come come back come back please
1: <laughs> he's just following a command without thought yeah just- i mean he's I, I think about that that Nick
0: Calisanto quote where he was like, you know, as soon as the cameras are all, I'm 12 years old.
1: Yeah, he's he's following
0: a stage direction, it's and, like, and he, he's it's almost like he's a puppy dog or something. Yes, he will yeah, just, he will just go where he is commanded,
1: yeah. and he doesn't think about it. No, and then you know he 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 she like just watch over him, and he's like, of course. And then he, he walks up those stairs, and I kind of wanted him leaving at that moment to be the last time we see him. Um, mm-hmm. But he he does – we do get one more moment in this episode when she calls the next day and he picks up the phone. And that gives us another chance for a coach joke where he's like, oh, Diane's not here. Like, oh, you're Diane? Well, then you're definitely not here. And
0: right, so. right. Again, that kind of recalls a, a great joke in the pilot where he picks up the phone and then he says, oh, I asked, is there an Ernie Pantuso here? That's you, coach, speaking. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, just, yeah. God, God bless, coach.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, and of course, Norman. Uh, Norman Cliff. They say their fire- farewells, and she says she's waiting mm-hmm. for a kiss, and they kiss each other. Um, right. F- trying to think if Norma's been kissed by any other men since the episode the boys in the bar.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, when I saw that moment, I was thinking like, "Wow, well, Norman Cliff has come a long way since the <laughs> boys in the bar." Because exactly. yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say outright homophobic, but they're at the very least uncomfortable with the prospect of. Cheers, becoming a gay bar or at least a more gay-friendly bar, right? And right. and here they're they're comfortable enough with it that it's like, oh, we're little girl, to sm- smooch each other on the cheek just to just to get a laugh out of our friend, right? <laughs> and send her off with a smile on her face. And I was yeah. like, oh, that, that's kind of sweet. And it's not. I thought it still held up well. It wasn't so much the joke was, oh, look at us, we're gay,
1: right? So it, it was just
0: it, it played as just more affectionate ribbing between friends.
1: Yeah, it played uh, off as like. Yeah, just like the innocent thing, you know, she like she was asking them for a, a kiss on her cheek, and they they just ironically misread it. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah it, it's it's per- it works as a joke in and of itself. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. And then yeah, once they're alone, Sam is apologetic for his treatment of her. He approaches the thing very maturely. And then, you know, they talk about being friends, and, and they hug. And I, I Shelly does this wonderful thing where he's like, come on, as I, he's like, right, give, let me give my friend a hug. And she's like, oh, and she's kind of pretending like it's it's awkward. And then he embraces her, and she does this rapid tapping on his back.
0: Yeah, yeah, the physicality was, was great. Um, I also like Diane has a little moment. She's like, oh, I remember the first time I came in here, and she just says, what a prissy little snot I was. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, just, it's nice seeing how Diane has changed. Diane has changed it. it, A lot of times it doesn't feel like she has, but she has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also like that they have some sincere moments when they're saying goodbye where Diane says, you know, I came back because of you, because you'd fallen off the wagon and I cared about you and I wanted to, you know, help you get past that. And Sam is mature enough to say thank you because that did make a difference.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And
0: and and Sam is actually really sweet for most of this scene. Yeah, uh, and it's and it's and it's fun to see those two characters just drop the BS and just be real with each other. And and Cheers didn't do that a whole lot, uh, but when they so when they did it, it it had all the more impact. Right,
1: right. And then I mean, and it, it's sort of. It's wonderful because, like, they're they're so complimentary and they just feel very natural and comfortable. They're able to talk, look at each other with a new perspective and a new honesty. So then they start kissing and they're heading towards the door and it's like, this is, you know, like, she's asking, she's like, how could we have been denying this? It's like, now they 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 have so much more awareness of each other and, and they're not going to fall into the same traps. They're not going to make the same mistakes. They could do this. And then she's like, wait, 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 Sam, Sam, wait. And, again... The what the what he foreshadowed it back in the office with Fraser like she can't stop she can't let anything be that's mm-hmm. his take on her that's his read on her she has to overthink things and he snaps and he starts shouting why like, can't I mean, you just be spontaneous yeah and boy did he misread that one this t- this time because she just forgot her purse and was going back to grab it
0: yeah and and it's really it's it's kind of shocking because it you really do see. Diane get genuinely swept up in the moment, and she does not even mention Fraser. Right. I mean, it really shows you, as developed as a character as Fraser has become by this point, he is still, in in a lot of ways, just a device mm. because he doesn't come back in the second act, and Diane doesn't never stops and says, "Oh, what about Fraser? What what would this do to him? Right. If, if this had happened a season or two later, I'm sure we would have had that. Right." But here it's just oh yes Sam let's let's go,
1: yeah yeah she's willing to throw that away in that moment yeah and then
0: and because I mean as she has that stability with Frazier but she doesn't she has the heat with Sam
1: right Um, but then she sees that he go too far when when he snaps and starts freaking it out then then she's like oh we've done this before this is what he really thinks. It's like, that, and then she has to kind of like think like, okay, then then she's thinking about the question. She's like, what are, what am I doing? He's like, can I spend my life with this guy? Is this a real thing? Am I going to throw away my relationship with Fraser over this guy? Were we just going to go to bed? And then I was going to get on a plane with another man, like all of these questions. And, and, and Sam doesn't want to even think about it. He's like, because ironically,
0: he was the one who was overthinking it. Yeah. When she, she just says, wait, and he, his mind just goes, like, ten steps ahead, you know, and he's like, oh, no, she's stopping this again.
1: Uh, she's like, is this something that's going to last more than tonight? He's like, I have a feeling this conversation is going to last more than tonight.
0: You're right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but luckily she's at that point, she's, like, she's willing to just walk out the door before they, they resort to, like, slapping each other again or pulling each other's noses. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and yeah and he has this he stops at the door again he's like you know maybe fraser can give you that lifetime of security but with me it's one day at a time which is like an alcoholics mantra um mm, yeah from like alcoholics anonymous.
0: Picture, but you're you're absolutely right yeah and oh. and Sam is still in his first year of sobriety and i I think I haven't gone through the program, but I, from what I understand, like in your first few months of the program or maybe your first year of the program, you're not supposed to make any major life decisions like
1: that. Right. Right. That's true. Nothing that would add undue, undue stress or emotional duress that would kind of, uh, yeah, shift anything like that. Yeah. That is, that is one of their tenants. kind of, it's interesting that he phrases it that way that, you know, like, if, if, like his answer, if you can live with that, give me a call. Basically yeah. like if they have a future, if they could have a life to, Together, like then, yeah. Every every day would be like an episode of their show, where they're gonna kind of go, where they're gonna have to rediscover like the pros and cons of their relationship. Can they? Yeah. Is there is there love? Is there attraction? Is there chemistry? You know, does that and is that enough? Yeah. Is, is that, that enough, enough
0: to uh, overcome all the other obstacles we have as a couple?
1: And at this moment, she's like, "No, eh, I, I can't." So she walks out the door. Um, but. She does call the next day, and I, I, I wonder like how much of it was checking on him to see if he's drinking again, to make sure that he's okay, mm-hmm. um, and, and also just kind of like I think she regret. I I don't. I think she saw the last time that she left was a mistake. The way it ended for both of them, and she doesn't want this one to be the same. Yeah, she doesn't want this to be a repeated of the same type of farewell, right? Um, she wants she wants them to be on better terms, but and, and I think Sam has, again kind of has the has the wisdom to kind of throw it back. He's like, seriously, like what kind of future do they have if they're not lovers? Like, yeah, he and, says and he's and like, we've been if kidding each lovers,
0: other yeah. If we're not friends, then what are we? What have we been the last few months? And he just says, kidding ourselves. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, one of the episodes we watched with uh, where Sumner returned where, where uh, Sam says, you know, you and I are a joke, Diane. You and Sumner are a joke, too, but at least you're the same joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think there was a little of that going on. I also like, you know, the next morning, Carla kind of asks in a caring way to Sam. She was like, so did, you know, we left you and Diane here alone last night. Did, how did it go? Did everything go okay? And, and she, after Sam summarizes what happened to her, kind of favoring himself, She just asks in a very friendly, sincere way. You okay? And and I really like that. It's nice to see Carla get real too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was good. So, um, yeah. So, like you said, I mean, yeah, this easily could have been a season finale. This could have been a farewell episode for for Shelley if they had wanted to. Um, but uh, it's not. We still have a few more episodes this season. But yeah, this one. Not not necessarily the funniest one, but just like the so much emotion, both mm-hmm. earned and also kind of accidental because of of coach and and knowing yeah. that this is his last one. Um, so that really makes this a powerful episode. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a strong one.
0: And and how how great is it that on Nick Calabretta's last full episode of the show, he has great scenes with both Ted Danson and Shelley Long. Yeah. I mean that's that's just perfect. And you you know they didn't plan it that way. Right. I hate I, I don't want to say it worked out well because but it's a good ending. For,
1: it is for the yeah.
0: character coach. It's a yeah. it's a good one for him to go out on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean be, I, knowing that he will show up in the teaser of the finale, that I mean that's that's nice to get one more scene with him, but I I mean yeah. this is the episode that I remember him, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, and, and well, that'll actually take me into one of our categories. But uh, uh, before we get that, for Norm's tab, I gave him four beers this episode, uh, which takes him to two hundred and seventy-four for the series. Um,
0: I don't know if he's going to reach four uh, three hundred before the end of season three.
1: So far, the so far he's been just under a hundred each of the first two seasons.
0: So. Okay, okay, we've we've got a definite pattern developing. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it.
1: Uh for the employee of the week I thought this one was coach's episode. I mean if I I I still I mean it, it's it's hard to judge just because knowing that this was his final final appearance because Sam and and Diane are both phenomenal in this one too. They both have really great moments but for the for the real estate that Coach has in this episode, like every well, every beat is so great, and I just because I'm never going to get a chance to say it again, Coach was my MVP this time around.
0: I figured you were probably going to go with Coach. Um, that is why I think with a clear conscience, I'm giving this one to Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because I just love the way that Ted Danson turns on a dime at the end of the episode. Or, or, Well, near the end of the episode where Diane just says, wait, and then Sam goes from passionate to what, 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 <laughs> and just losing his his mind. Mm. And then and then Diane just says, I was I for, almost forgot my purse. And then he just instantly snap goes to, oh well, let me get that sporting sweetheart.
1: And he walks you know, with this very rigid step. Yeah.
0: And it's so funny. Uh, I mean, it's so good. I and, and then he just goes to gingerly get her purse. And he's like, well, let's go. And he just pr- tries to play it. Like nothing happened. <laughs> uh, it, it's so great. And it was one of my laugh out loud moments of the episode. And I, 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 sincerely laughed out loud. I think at least three times when I was rewatching this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, no, yeah, I, yeah. If this, yeah, if if fate had been different for for Nikki Calisanto, then maybe I wouldn't have been thinking about that, this episode this way, and I might have given it to Sam too. Um, mm-hmm. But between his happy home speech when he goes to stand by Sam, and then mispronouncing Joe between all those things, I I just loved Coach so much from this one.
0: Oh yeah, I um, mean it's, it's a great Coach episode, yeah. and I, I do not, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs>
1: for for the home runs, um, I, I did I did like Norman Cliff's kiss as a great like little moment and everything mm-hmm. but I thought that was funny. Um, the other one that I that I mentioned that I really enjoyed was when Diane or when Fraser first tells Diane and she's kind of going through her list of you know this is going to be a big decision if I go away for six months and she's rattling off the things and she mentions Sam, and. Frazier's like, what what about, why is that such an important factor? And she's like, no, Sam is very sensitive. And at that point, Sam comes out and he asks them if you've you've ever seen somebody do a push-up with their tongue. And he basically just, he puts his tongue to his hand and starts pushing it away on his hand and cracking himself up. And they're like, wow, that's Mm -hmm. nice. And then you see Sam go to the other guys at the bar, to Norman Cliff, and he has his back to them. Mm-hmm. But he just he has his
0: back to the camera.
1: Yes, yes. He has his back to the camera. And so you just kinda of like see him like moving his head and Norman cliffs start cracking up like it's the funniest thing ever. And Fraser's reaction to Diane he goes, You see, Diane, even without you, his life is very full. <laughs> yeah. That was my first laugh out loud moment of the episode.
0: That that was a, a very funny episode. I I think some of my runners up for for the home run were when Sam hears that they're going to Europe, he goes, Europe? Overseas? And, and Diane says, well, we were going to go to the local one, but it's all booked up. Uh, and uh, when Sam says to Diane, I hope when you think of me, you will remember me as a good person. And Diane says, yes, I'll remember you as Albert Schweitzer. <laughs> uh, I mean, how many other sitcoms get laughs from bringing up the Book of Job and Albert Schweitzer? <laughs> I mean, that's just great, but but yeah, my home run is probably the simplest gag in the episode, which was the stand by him, and Coach immediately starts to walk to stand by Sam. I, I just love it so oh, much.
1: F- such a good moment, yes. Yeah. Yeah all right well uh yeah john thank you again for being my guest and for helping me talk about this episode uh as we bid adieu to one of our beloved cast members um yeah yeah
0: more one but, after coach
1: yeah Th- uh folks we've got three more episodes for this season still um but until then john where else can people find you if they want to hear more from you
0: Uh, You can listen to me on my regular podcast, uh, The SNL Nerds. Uh, We're on the uh, non-productive podcast network. Uh, Every week, uh, my co-host Darren Patterson and I, we talk about the latest episode of Saturday Night Live. Or on the off weeks of the show, we usually cover a movie starring someone from Saturday Night Live. Just recently, we did uh, Spies Like Us with... uh, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd and we had a lot of fun with that one and god. so that's that's a good one to check out
1: god I'm trying to think of the last time I saw that movie
0: <laughs> last time I saw it was about two weeks ago
1: <laughs> <laughs> mine was like 25 years in two weeks maybe I don't
0: know <laughs> okay, well, you know we're, we're comparable <laughs> yeah so.
1: All right. Well, thank you, all of you out there who listen to Cheers Cast and support the show by liking and sharing on Facebook, favoriting and retweeting on Twitter, and leaving a comment on the website, fireandwaterpodcast.com. You can also support the Fire & Water Podcast Network on Patreon. Special thanks to Mike Gillis from Radio Versus the Martians, Rick from Jeff & Rick Presents Unpacking the Power of the Power Pack, and Ashford from the Right On Network, who sponsored this show. For more information on how you can support your favorite show on the Fire & Water Network, visit patreon.com slash fwpodcasts. Thanks to everyone for listening, and until next time, we're closed.
2: You know, Sam, I, I gotta tell you. I... I can't see Diane going off with Doc like that. I always figured that you and her would uh, get married, you know? Oh, come on, coach. No, no, I'm not kidding. I, uh, I, I pictured a, a, you moving to a little home in the country with a rose garden out in the front and a nice little room in the back for me. and You know, every Sunday night, Diane would make us... A, fried chicken dinner and we'd sit on the porch, listen to the ball game. I'd bounce your kids on my knee. God, it was going to be a happy house. Well, I guess that's going to be Fraser's house now, Coach. Well, you can come by anytime, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but call first. <laughs>